0: As his church, of course, we know the times and the seasons, don't we? We know the times and the seasons, and we know that he is preparing his bride, which is us, for his return. Now we don't know when that is but we know it's getting closer. We do know that there are many signs that are starting to come into place and we do know that the Spirit of God is moving across his bride everywhere and he's stirring things up and he's opening things up and he's preparing the way for that ultimate return. But we're in that season, however long that season is, And even as uh, we were singing Waymaker this morning, what I saw was this for us here this morning. I saw Jesus parting the waters like the waters of the Red Sea. And you remember how the Israelites, when they were moving into the Promised Land, God parted the Red Sea and they moved through the Red Sea. What I saw for us was Jesus parting the waters for us and leading us through to the other side for what he has for us. He is the way maker. We've been honouring him for that. He is leading us and I really want to just say as as best I can from my heart and my spirit that the Lord is truly leading us. He's truly leading us forward. He has been preparing us and we're on the move already, but he is the one who goes first. And he's encouraging us by showing us what he has shown us this morning. So he wants us to be encouraged about that, that he is making a way where there may have seemed to have been no way. He's making a way where there may have been Um not the lack of clarity as to where we're going. I'm speaking corporately here. He's making a way where there may have been obstacles. He's making a way where there may have been restrictions. But Jesus is saying, I am the way maker and I go before you and I am making the way, and thus it will come to pass. Those things that I have placed, the visions, the plans, the dreams that I have for you, my body, my church, my bride, will come to pass. I'm making the way, and I believe that this is a time of transition, even as we are speaking now for the last time we come together in 2019 we're on the edge of 2020 we're standing right on the edge of 2020 and I want to encourage you that 2020 is a year of promise it's a year of promise. It's a year of hope, and Jesus is the centre of our hope. So, no matter what we've seen, no matter what we haven't seen, the Lord is encouraging us that yet there is more ahead. Yet there are greater things ahead, and yet we will walk into the fulfilment of His promises for us here and for you as His people. And this really is a corporate message this morning. But I really sense that right on that edge, we're praising Him and we're giving Him thanks. We're praising Him that we're here. We praising him for who he is. We're praising him for all of those things that we have seen him do, that we've experienced in our own lives, that we celebrate in the lives of others around us. And we thank him for everything that he is. We thank him for everything that we've seen. I think it's important that we take that time out because the praise and the honour belongs to him. And later on, I have an encouraging word for us corporately, which I will release. But as I was preparing for this morning... Uh, there are three areas that I know that the Lord wants me to touch on. But as I was preparing for those, I said, Lord, what part of the word do you want me to go to that's going to express what it is you want to say? And he led me to Psalm 138. And what I'm going to do is, uh, first of all, I'm just going to speak Psalm 138. And as I did in the prayer meeting this morning, I'm going to speak that out as a prayer for all of us. So where it says I, I'm going to speak We. Then we're going to unpack that a little bit and just see what the Lord wants to say to us. I believe that he doesn't want to move in our midst here this morning too. So I'm just being sensitive to his spirit here as to what he wants to do and the timing of what he wants to do. it. So here's Psalm 138. So this is a psalm of David. And it is understood that David wrote this once he had become king of Israel. So it's a psalm of thanksgiving, but it's also a prophetic psalm. It's a psalm of praise, but also looks forward to the coming of Jesus as we look forward to his return. But this is what King David said. Then we're going to unpack it. This is what I felt the Lord wanted us to look at this morning. So can I pray that on your behalf? Let's pray it together. We thank you, Lord, with all the passion of our hearts. We worship you in the presence of angels. Heaven's mighty ones will hear our voices as we sing our loving praise to you. We bow down before your divine presence and bring you our deepest worship as we experience your tender love. And isn't that what's happened here this morning already? And your living truth. For the promises of your word and the fame of your name have been magnified above all else. And I really feel that the Lord wants us this morning to raise his name, to magnify his name, and to see his name above all else. At the very moment we called out to you, your presence came and you answered us. You strengthened us deep within our soul and breathed fresh courage into us. One day all the kings of the earth will rise to give you thanks. When they hear the living words that we have heard you speak, they too will sing of your wonderful ways, for your ineffable glory is so great. For though you are lofty and exalted, you stoop to embrace the lowly. You keep your distance from those filled with pride. Through your mighty power, we can walk through any devastation, and you will keep us alive, reviving us. Your power will set us free from the hatred of our enemies. You keep every promise you've ever made to us. Since your love for me is so constant and endless, I ask you, Lord, We ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing you've begun in us. Isn't that a great prayer? That's a prayer of David and it's a prayer for us that I felt the Lord really wanted for us this morning. And uh, in that instance, I've used the Passion Translation, which is a little bit different from what we would mainly use in New King James. And it's interesting sometimes to look at another translation and I was having a look at aspects of the Passion and wondering why Some things were translated the way they were. So what I felt that the Lord say is that remember this. First of all, David had his ups and downs, didn't he? King David had his ups and his downs. Isn't that just like you and I? We have our ups and downs too. And all the way through the Psalms, David is either on a high or is on a low or is crying out for for this that his soul can be like this and then he's up here praising God and isn't that just like you and I don't we go through those ups and those downs at times when we're you know we're happy and we're joyous and we think oh what's happened where are you God what's going on but uh, he wants to encourage us that he's always there but David is is a wonderful example but Psalm 138 is a particularly significant part I believe because it's a psalm of thanksgiving And a psalm of praise, which is what I felt the Lord wanted this morning. So I'm simply following what I felt the Lord wanted for us this morning. I'm going to track with what I feel the Holy Spirit wanted. So David had his ups and downs, as we said. And um, David, of course, at that point, we believe, had become king of Israel. So he's giving praise and giving thanks to God in that context. And, of course, for you and I, we can give praise and thanks to God right where we are here too because we have all been through ups and downs and we've all been through many things. But we're all in a situation where we can give praise and thanks to God just like David. David, of course, became king of Israel having been through much along the way. His journey wasn't easy as we know and uh, David looks back as he prays this but he also looks forward into the future so we're looking back and giving thanks and praise to God but we're also looking into the future for his promises of what's ahead and what's ahead is always good God is always good So right here we are today, the end of one year, looking to the next year and beyond, we're in that same place of giving praise to God and giving thanks to God and ultimately looking to that time when the whole earth will bow the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's something to be joyful about. So let's unpack this psalm a little bit and just allow the Lord to speak to us as we do. So first of all, he says, "'I thank you, Lord, with all the passion of my heart, and I worship you in the presence of angels.'" Heaven's mighty ones will hear my voice as I sing my loving praise to you. Now angels is usually translated as God. So if you read the New King James version and some of the others, it will say I worship you in the presence of God's. And it's often has been interpreted that David of course was in Israel which was you know had other idols, other gods were worshipped at that time. And it's often interpreted to mean that uh, David is worshipping his God in the presence of idols, which was true. But the Passion Translation translated that in the presence of angels. So I started to look into that and I thought, now how can we go from gods to angels? So I had to look into what the the original Hebrew word means and the Hebrew word that is used in that place actually refers to a deity which is like our God, So it's actually not talking about the other gods. It's actually talking about a higher deity and it can also be translated as angels. The same word means angels. So it really has a sense that we're worshipping in the heavenly places. We're worshipping our own God in the presence of angels, which I think is fascinating. So we are actually, you know, we do worship in the presence of angels. That's true. We know that because today we have an open heaven. So when we praise God and when we thank God, we are joining with the angels who are worshipping God 24 by 7 in heaven. So we worship under a heaven that's been opened by Jesus. So we do worship in the presence of angels. It's true to say that. And there are times, I know there are some who are sensitive to the angelic presence which can actually be with us as we worship and as we pray. So David then says, I bow down before your divine presence and bring you my deepest worship. As I experience your tender love and your living truth, in that place of bowing down, that place of humility, he worships as he experiences the love of God. Because David knew that he didn't deserve it. There were many things that David had gone through. Same with you and I. But God has given that to us as a free gift. So we also, we we can also bow down before God and just in worship and just feel his love, feel his love, feel his love just wash over us as we're in that place. For the promises of your word and the fame of your name have been magnified above all else. So, the passion of David's whole heart was directed towards God. His whole heart, he held nothing back. And that's for you and I also. We hold nothing back. The passion of our whole heart is directed towards God when we praise him and when we give him thanks. When we say, Thank you, God, we praise you, your heart turns to God just in that moment and that, that place of giving praise and thanks. And I think David must have been a pretty fiery character. I don't know about you and I, but you can just imagine, I think he was pretty fiery. You can imagine this fiery character, this warrior king, this warrior king who had to flee for his life, bowing down before God and just experiencing that love as you and I can. David was aware of what the Lord had done in his life and the honour that the Lord had just bestowed upon him when he became king. The promise of his word to David that David's talking about was that he was to be king. So he's thanking God and honouring him for the promise fulfilled. Now there are promises in his word to you and I. And it's for us to seek him out in those areas. This morning Jesus honours us with his life, his empowering grace, his presence and his very life laid down for us. David was honoured by being raised up as king of Israel. You and I are honoured by the presence, the very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the one who laid down his life for us, by the one whose life flows through us. We have been honoured in that place by the living God. And therefore, we are in that same place, aren't we? Just like David is saying, thank you, God. I give you praise. I give you thanks for my life. I give you thanks for, for... for who you are. I give you thanks that we're here this morning together to be able to thank you and say thank you to you. So we also honour the name of the Lord, don't we? And we give him the praise that is his. So David was persecuted by Saul along the way, nearly lost his life. Well, what about you and I? We go through difficult times too, don't we? We've all gone through, it's not one of us who has not gone through a difficult season or a difficult time. And yet, Even though David nearly lost his life at the hands of Saul, and yet his heart was always directed towards the Lord and God did fulfil his promise that he would be king of Israel. The rest of the story we're not going to talk about this morning. We're just going to focus on that point. So for you and I, we have been through difficult times, and yet, and yet, God has raised us up, and yet God is with us, and yet we are free to give him praise and give him thanks in all of those circumstances, just like David. So the next part is the prophetic part where he says, One day all the kings of the earth will rise to give you thanks when they hear the living words that I have heard you speak. They too will sing of your wonderful waves for your ineffable glory is great. One day. One day. This can be interpreted as a prophetic declaration of Jesus and us as his church. Here we are in that time of the one day Rising to give the Lord thanks when we heard the living words that he has spoken. We too sing of his wonderful ways, for his glory is great. We too are in that place as David looked forward. That can also be interpreted of Jesus coming again. I might be drawing a long bow there. But one day, one day, one day, one day he will come. One day we know that that day will come whether we're here or whether we're already with him in glory, that day will come when all the kings, all the rulers, all the leaders, everyone on this earth will bow down before the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and give him praise because every eye will see him and everyone will know that Jesus Christ is Lord. That gives us enormous hope to hang on to in the midst of the things that we see around us. No matter how dark it seems and no matter what seems to be happening, that day is coming. It will happen. We can't escape it. No one can escape it. It is coming when the Lord Jesus Christ returns and every knee will bow. That gives us enormous hope and we will praise him face to face. I can't imagine what that would be like. How many remember the song, I can only imagine? I just can't imagine what it will be like. I really can't. And, and what will we do? Will we bow down before him? Will we fall before him? Will we dance before him? There's an amazing time to look forward to. But until then, until then, we're here on his purpose and his mission. So David goes on and says, For though you are lofty and exalted, because to David the Lord was, was that way, lofty and exalted, for us it's a little different because we have the Lord manifesting his presence in our midst. You stoop to embrace the lowly. And David understood that position that he was before the Lord. He, he understood that the Lord had taken him and raised him up. But you keep your distance from those filled with pride. By your mighty power, I can walk through any devastation and you will keep me alive reviving you. That is a promise of God from his word, that by his mighty power, you and I can walk through any devastation and you will, he will keep us alive reviving us. And your power has set me free from the hatred of my enemies. So David was aware of his need of God, just as you and I are aware of our need of him. And God has reached down to us. He's reached down to us through his son, through Jesus, who came down to us physically. It's amazing when you think about it, isn't it? That the God, I still can't get my head around this, and I don't think we ever will, that the God of heaven would come as a little baby, that he would just come in this way. It's still, it's still an amazing thing, isn't it? You know, when we stop and think about it. He reached down to us. He came down to us. So we're also aware of our need of Jesus through whom we live, aren't we not? And uh, David was talking about by your mighty power I can walk through any devastation. How many know what it's like to walk through difficult times? I think you all do. And you know that Jesus walks through them with you, through his power. He will take you through any devastation. Hard as it may be, he is there. And he is with people. I've seen this time and time again in some of their most difficult moments. But he is there for those of us who love him. How many know what it's like to be set free? I do. Your power has set me free from the hatred of my enemies not always talking about physical enemies. Sometimes we're talking about spiritual enemies. How many know what it's like to be set free? I do. I'm rejoicing. I'm praising and I'm thanking God constantly for freedom. Your power set me free from the hatred of my enemies. His power. That's a promise as well, that you are set free from those things. So we can praise God, can't we? And we can thank him for many things. And verse 8, he said, You keep every promise you've ever made to me, since your love for me is constant and endless. And I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you've begun in me. So David was saying, Lord, you've kept every promise, even though he had to go through suffering, trial, pain, risk of his life, all of those things along the way. And yet he's saying, Yes, you kept your promise, God. And I think there's something that we can take from that. There's encouragement we can take from that, that we continue to praise God in our circumstances. We continue to thank him in our circumstances because yet he will keep his promise to you and his promises in the word. And there are times when we have to search that out and say, God, what is your promise for this situation today? But I also believe that there are promises in his word. There are promises for what he has made He's made to us as a people here and I believe that he is going to fulfil those promises. I believe that some things emerge over time and I'm going to skip down and I'm going to come back to something else but I'm going to just release something I feel that the Lord wants to say for the church here in 2020 and I really feel that the Lord wants to say this to us. I sense that the Lord in 2020 is wanting to reshape us and set us on fire for him in a way that has not been possible up to now. There are fire starters and fire lighters. There are people who are burning hearts in the spirit and I think that's most people here. But God is saying this is the year, 2020 is the year. This is the time and he's he's going to release that. He's going to fan the flames of that. He's going to empower that. He's going to equip that and I encourage all of us to step forward into that. There are those who are like burning embers, and the Spirit of God is about to breathe on the embers and release a moving and an empowering of His Spirit that we have not seen before. And I believe the word is to say, praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're about to do this. We praise you, Lord, that you are getting ready to take us through that passage. It's almost like a passage down the centre where the way is parted. Thank you, Lord. This house is a Davidic house. It's been a house of battle as it's forged its way forwards to the position that God has planned for this season. It is a Davidic house of worship and it's in this place that the seeds for what God wants to do next have been birthed, nurtured, nourished and grown. There are many that the Lord has drawn to this church for such a time as this. There has been a careful stewarding of what God has been doing. And I particularly want to honour Pastor Matt for his stewarding in this area and a careful stewarding of what God is wanting to do. Now, I feel like the Lord is saying what he is wanting to do is both community outreach and the moving of his spirit. It is not one or the other, it is both and. Not either or, as each flows and interacts and intersects by God's design. Now the enemy would seek to polarise our thinking and impose his template of worldly Western mindset over what God is wanting to do here. So this morning we just cast down all thoughts that are not from the Lord. We set our hearts upon Jesus. We see what he's already doing, we see what he's already starting, but he wants to increase in two thousand and twenty. There are things that he wants to, to see, there is there's ways in which he wants his presence to be known and to be felt in two thousand and twenty. And I feel that the Lord is saying Expect the unexpected as God takes both us and the enemy by surprise. I'll say that again. Expect the unexpected as God takes both us and the enemy by surprise. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So there are three areas that I wanted to cover, that I felt the Lord wanted to cover, coming out of some of the things we've been speaking about, coming out of Psalm 138. And in fact, he gave me these three things first, and I had to say, well, what part of the word, Lord, do you want me to go to? And he said Psalm 138. So the Lord is clearly speaking this morning. So... We're going to stop in a minute and just ask him to speak to us about those things that we can give him praise for and we can give him thanks, both individually and as a church. But before we do that, the three areas that I felt that the Lord wanted to highlight and encourage us in this morning is this. The first one is what I actually saw was the incense before the throne in heaven. So I'm going to unpack that just a little bit because there are times when you will hear one of us on the platform talk about that because that's what we're sensing when God is worshipping. So remember, what's this all about? What's this incense before God's throne all about? Some of you are probably wondering. Well, David spoke of worshipping with the angels, didn't he? (laughs) So there's a couple of pictures of worship in heaven, a couple of images that help us to understand this. And they're both from Revelation. So the first one is Revelation 5.8, and many of you will be familiar with this. For some of you, this might be new. But the word says, And when the 24 elders and the four living creatures saw the lamb had taken the scroll, that's Jesus, they fell face down at the feet of the lamb and worshipped him. Each of them had a harp and golden bowls brimming full of sweet, fragrant incense, which are the prayers of God's holy lovers. That's you. That's you and I. That's our prayers, our praise, our giving of thanks. All of our prayers are like incense, a sweet, fragrant incense before God. So this is what's happening in heaven as we pray, as we praise, as we give thanks. Revelation 8.4 says this, And the smoke of incense with the prayers of the holy ones billowed up before God from the hand of the angel. So this must be very pleasing to God, otherwise it would not be so. This must be pleasing to God. When we worship with an open heaven and Jesus has opened it up, when we give praise and when we give thanks, it is actually like fragrant incense before God, which he loves and which pleases him. So that's why we say we give praise and we give thanks because we're giving that to God. And this is what's happening when we do that. Really quite amazing. And I think that's why David said that You know, we praise in the presence of angels, worship in the presence of angels. Now, the second area I felt the Lord wanted to highlight is this, and that's our sensitivity to his presence and what his presence is indicating to us. Now, first of all, God has always manifested his presence when his people come together in worship. If we go back to worship in the temple in Israel, God was present and he spoke to his people Through the prophets, there was always this interaction of God, us worshipping or God's people worshipping, and then God responding through his prophetic people. They were the prophets back then. Today, he speaks to each one of us. We worship and he's speaking to each one of us. Can I just check, how many felt the Lord speaking to them this morning during worship? Anyone feel anything or sense anything? Yeah, some people did. He does. He does do that. So today it's even better because we have a better covenant with God which we celebrate together at communion time. It's even better for us than it was back then in the worship in the temple because there is this, as Sam talked about, this ebb and flow of the Spirit of God. There's this ebb and flow as the Spirit of God moves and God's wanting to encourage us that this morning. So it is today. He speaks and we can all hear. But when the risen Jesus manifests his presence, we see lives changed. And we've experienced these things in our midst. And this morning is a morning to give him praise and give him thanks. In our midst, we have seen lives transformed. We have seen people healed. We have seen people set free. There is much that we have experienced and seen in our midst. and None of us sees it all. There's always much more. But we can give praise and we can give thanks to Jesus this morning for his presence and for all of those things. And his presence is just starting to increase now as I'm speaking about it and that's what's going to happen. As we speak about the presence of the Lord, he begins to manifest his presence. As we honour the presence of the Lord, he begins to manifest his presence. And I can just sense his presence starting to increase here right now. So Lord, we thank you for your presence right now. We thank you, Jesus, that you are here in our midst right now. We thank you, Jesus, that you're here for a purpose. Jesus comes to be with us, but he comes as who he is. So when the healer comes, healing is released. The one who brings freedom comes. Freedom is released. So, Lord, we thank you for healing right now in Jesus' name. So who needs healing right now? Anyone? Pain in their physical body? Can you put up your hand because the healer's here. Thank you, Lord. So we have one here, one here, one here. All right, and one here. All right, thank you, Jesus, that you are the healer. So we're actually going to stop now and just let him do what he does best. So those who are near... If you could just surround those people. So there's Glenis over here, yep. Right at the back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Alison, yep, yep. Hands up. Suresh, yes. Just hands up. So put your hands up high just so everyone can see. So what I'd like you to do is just gather around those people very quickly. Thank you, Lord. Just gather around. We're just going to let the Lord do what he wants to do right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you are a healer. We thank you that you are present right now. So you just pray, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. He's here right now. Thank you, Lord, as you move amongst our midst. Thank you Jesus. Just touch, Lord. Touch, 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 Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Lord, we give you thank for every life, Lord. Lord, for every healing we've ever seen here, Lord, we give you thanks for it. Lord, would you touch minds right now, Lord, and release your peace in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, that, um, that, Lord, you are lifting off negative thoughts and, and oppressive thoughts right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're moving right now. Thank you, Jesus. Just let your power flow right now in Jesus' name. Let your power flow right now, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's a mighty, weighty presence of God's glory here right now. Jesus, the glory is all yours. The glory is all yours. Thank you for the lives that you're touching right now. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you thanks. Lord, we thank you that we can come together in your midst. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for each one. We thank you, Lord for restoration right now in Jesus' name. Because, Lord, you are the restorer of lives. You are the restorer of physical bodies. You are the restorer of minds. Lord, you are the restorer of hope. Thank you, Jesus. You came to restore. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's just a, a very holy <laughs> presence of the Lord here right now. Thank you, Lord. You do what you do, Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for bodies straightened. Thank you for spines aligned in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for all depression to lift off right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for alignment, Lord, in necks right now in Jesus' name, in shoulders right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for clear minds right now in the name of Jesus, for clarity of thought, Lord. Thank you, Lord, of clarity of direction. Thank you, Lord, for physical restoration, God, where there's been illness, Lord, where there's been sickness. We thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that you're repositioning people right now. Lord, that lives are restored, Lord. We just declare right now the restoration over families right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just declare that there will be no more in Jesus' name. Lord, we pass through that passage that you have showed us right now, Lord, onto the other side. And, Lord, we thank you that in 2020, Lord, we're moving into wholeness, Lord, and we just release wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you came. Lord, that you make us whole Thank you Jesus for total wholeness right now, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus I'm just going to let him have another minute, this is his time, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus Wow, thank you Lord, his presence is very, very strong here right now, thank you Lord Yeah, thank you for the increase Lord, thank you Jesus Thank you, Lord. Thank you for hope restored, Lord. Thank you for hope restored. Hope restored. Destiny is restored right now in Jesus' name. And I feel that there are some that, um, just like David, you've, you've you've known that there's been a destiny in God and yet you've been um, gone through different seasons where there's been obstructions and blockages and whatever it might be, the Lord is saying, yet it will come to pass because yet my promise will come to pass in your life and yet my purposes will come to pass in your life so we thank you lord for your purposes we thank you lord for your kingdom purposes thank you lord that we stand together lord we stand shoulder to shoulder shoulder to shoulder we stand in agreement thank you jesus 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 thank you lord so lord we give you thanks we give you praise Lord, we thank, you for, we thank you for the very breath of life that you have given us. We praise you, Lord, for, for what, Lord, you have formed, what you have planned. Lord, for the purposes that you have. And I, I am just, how should I say, I'm just seeing so much. I'm just seeing so much. Lord, as you shape us, Lord, and as you direct us and as you guide us, Lord, into your plans and into your purposes, this is a year like no other, this is a transition like no other. So even in this place, Lord, we we even don't think about the negatives, Lord, that we may have experienced, Jesus. We give you praise that we are right here, that we are positioned right here, on the edge of promise, on the edge of hope. Thank you, Lord. And last week in the prayer meeting, I saw us, it was like we're on the edge of a precipice, just where I'm standing here. But I felt the Lord was saying to us, don't look down. Don't look down, look up. And as we look up, we start to soar because we start to move towards the one who is leading us, the one who is guiding us, the one whose name is above every other name. And even if we think we can jump over the crevice, over that precipice, the Lord is saying, look up. Don't try and do it in your own strength. Don't try and estimate it in your own strength. Look at me. Follow me. Look up. Thank you, Jesus. We look up. We look up this morning. We give you all praise. We give you all thanks. Come on, let's just stand. Give him praise. Give him thanks. Let's just stand as an act. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for 2019. Lord, we thank you. And we give you praise. But Lord, we thank you for 2020 and beyond. And we give you praise for that. Lord, there is so much more that is to happen. There is so much more, so many more who are coming into your kingdom. And I just want to highlight, um, Kelly gave us a word from the Lord a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, about Christmas being the season of salvation. That was a great word from God. That was a word of encouragement. And uh, some of you may have heard the story that what happened to me on Christmas Eve, and this is one of the inklings that Sam was talking about, I decided to go to the local car wash and get my car washed earlier at Christmas Eve that morning. That was an inkling. I could have done it any other time. But no, I thought I'll go down. And uh, in that car wash, it's a hand car wash, and there are a place where you can They have a coffee machine, whatever. It's not salubrious. It's lovely. But anyway, you can sit inside or you can sit outside. So outside is nice sometimes, but uh, the chairs and tables were full. So I thought I'll sit inside. So I sat inside for a while and um, another inkling. I thought when I finished my cup of coffee, I looked around, there was a vacant table. So I went outside, the inkling. And as I walked past, this man said to me, do you come here often? Now, as a woman, (laughs) you can interpret this in a number of different ways. But I knew it was the spirit of God. I absolutely knew it was the spirit of God. So I just began to talk with him. He'd not been there before and I was sitting at the next table The conversation began and he started to tell me part of his life story. Now when that happens, that is Jesus in you. That is the person seeing the Jesus in you. When that happens to you, when someone right out of the blue starts to tell you their life story, they're talking to Jesus whether they realise it or not. So we had this conversation and I'm thinking, how far do I go with this Lord? He and his wife had been through a very, very difficult time. How far do I go? And then I felt the prompt of the Holy Spirit to go the next step. The end result was I finished up leading him to the Lord on Christmas Eve. That's the inkling of God and that is confirmation of that word that was bought. So I'd encourage us all to be aware because we're still in the season. We're still in the season where there are those inklings of God and where, you know, where where God is calling people into his kingdom and there are many, many more that he's calling into this place and there are many, many more that are going to come into this place and I'll just declare that right now. So the Lord is preparing the way, he's positioning us, he's preparing us but just be encouraged that he is leading he is leading it is your church Lord it is your church and we give you all the praise we give you all the thanks we give you all the glory and uh, just be aware of those things that's the second time on Christmas Eve the Lord has given me an opportunity to lead someone to him many years ago I was working at a campus in a local hospital some of you are aware that I am a hospital chaplain uh, just a few hours a week but uh, many years ago I felt to go into that particular campus one Christmas Eve and uh, I found a man in the high dependency unit all on his own and he came to Christ. He came to the Lord that evening. So be aware, God is moving. He is moving in our midst. He's moving around us. There are so many that he's reaching out to. We don't know what the seed is or what the fruit is, but be encouraged. So can we give him praise? Can we give him thanks? Come on. It's all yours, Lord. It's all yours. It's all yours, Jesus. It's all yours. It's all yours, Jesus.